If you want to grab our men's lifestyle supplement, male advantage ebook, or my personal workout and diet plan, all links are in the bio. Okay guys, welcome back to another video. In this video, we're going to be talking about life setup, which is probably, it might actually be the most important video I've ever made. I know I've said that a few times on this channel about certain videos, but I really think moving forward into the future and the modern world that we live in, life setup will become as important as anything else you do. Especially when you align that with social media and online duality and other things that tie together, okay? Now, I think the most important thing that we can do in this video is because if I talk about life setup, it sounds like a very blasé term. It's quite hard to, it's quite hard to wrap your head around and understand the, the concept of it and to understand that it's, a, it's an art form. It's a skill. It's a, it's a very deliberate action that you're going to take in multiple areas of life, okay? And within this video, I'm going to be targeting attracting women, but to begin with, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to outline multiple factors because I think the best way to explain this is to, u- is to use multiple examples, but in the beginning, I think it's good that if I explain to you that this isn't just for attracting women, okay? This is something that you can do across multiple fields. Now, in order to understand life setup, let's use business, okay? Why did so many people move to, so many tech companies move to Silicon Valley when the dot-com bubble kind of boomed? Well, it's obvious, right? That's where the talent was. That's, it was the hotspot. That's where everybody was. If you're into crypto right now and you're not looking at Miami as a potential place to move to... Well, that's poor life setup. It just pays to be in the place where everything is directed towards that one element, so to speak, okay? If you're, if you're an unbelievable basketball player, does it pay to live in the UK? It probably doesn't. It probably pays to say, okay, I need to go and get a scholarship to a US university, college, whatever. I need to get over there ASAP and I need to set myself up where it most benefits me within the correct aligned field that I work within, okay, or which I play within, if it's a sporting sense. That is just very logical life setup. I've often told you guys when it comes to business, starting a business, if you're going to start a business, do not start like a cupcake business and expect to be a multimillionaire. This is what people do. And then they, they suffer from economies of scale. Personal training is very similar, okay? I I used to be a personal trainer. I like personal training. I think it's a great career to get you started in life. But there has to be an elevation plan at some point. There has to be that extension program, if you would, where you say, okay, this was all a means to an end to go up to stage two. I'm running a YouTube channel with multiple factors included, including supplements, etc., there's a website involved, there's other social channels, there's clothing coming, skincare, etc. But it's all a means to an end. It started as an original blog, it moved into more of a YouTube channel, it eventually it'll be a streaming platform. You've got to have that natural route of progression of financial alignment. And this is what so many people do, is they say, how do I succeed in business? You're probably going to go wrong on day one when you pick the incorrect idea 
which isn't situated within a field that can generate enough money. Okay, if you if you're growing up in a small town with a population of 20,000 people and you say I'm going to open a nightclub, nightclubs earn loads of money. Logical fallacy in some sense because number one, yes you are correct, nightclubs do generate a lot of money. Number two, the potential to make money is there. Number three, the populace will not help you along the way on this journey. You will have out of those 20,000 people maybe 10,000 that are either too old or too young to visit the club. You will then have, out of the remaining 10,000, a very small handful that want to go out that have the money to be able to go to that place on that select night. Before you know where you are, you're not, you're not making enough money, okay? So a lot of it is life setup. Like, everything that you do is built around the positioning that you put yourself in to begin with, the the area that you're in, the people that you align yourself with, the people that you've got connections with, you know, it's certain things like that. Like a lot of people use family, you know, their family name, family ties. My dad knows somebody, he got me this job. This is all life setup. This is why people like the Rothschilds, etc. That's why they knit everything together. You know, there's a ton of inbreeding as well in these families. Although, of course, I don't promote that. There is... There is a very delusional logic about it where they think, okay, let's let's protect our own, let's help our own, right? That's not what I'm promoting, but you really get the sense. Once you start elevating yourself to that higher level of thinking and how these like billionaires think, you go, okay, a lot of this is starting to make sense, okay? Now let's converge over to attracting women. Let's think about this in a life setup term now that you have a, a greater understanding of the subject, I'm going to use two examples here. I'm going to use one very high-level example, and I'm going to use one that anybody could probably accomplish, and it's probably a little bit more resonant with what you've seen in the modern world on social media. Number one is like rich billionaires, people who are worth hundreds of millions. They always invest in, number one, either fashion brands, lingerie companies, or modeling agencies. They always do this. You know, they will always invest in these sort of companies because it gives them access to beautiful women. You know, if, you, if you're a billionaire and you buy, it might not, you know, Victoria's Secret, whatever the next one down from that is that's affordable or whatnot, you know. If you go and purchase that, you can host kind of parties and stuff like that. Like when there's a, there's a fashion show and then the after party. And you, you turn up because you're the owner, okay? You've, somebody else has organized it, but you've been given the invitation. You show up. You're getting introduced to all these different people. You're getting introduced to all these different women. Oh, this is the owner. This is the top guy. This is, And this is 90% of the battle with women. I truly believe this statement I'm about to make. 90% of the battle with women, as simp-like as this sounds, you know, as, as simp-like as this sounds... 90% of the battle with women is getting them to know that you exist. Okay, I, I truly believe that that's probably the hardest part. Another 5% is probably finding an excuse to talk to them via situational circumstances, which is something else I'll explain later. The other 5% is just, you know, introducing her to the rest of your life. It, it, like, because... Guys say, oh, I want to get to this level. I want to... Like, most of us are pretty much the same once you peel back the original layers. Like, there's not that much difference between the guy who's the worst in the world with women and the guy who's the best. Once that first guy who's the worst gains 
two days worth of confidence with this woman. He comes out of his shell. He's pretty much the same as the other guy. Maybe he lacks a little bit in certain areas. But the gap isn't that drastic that you could be... Like, it's, it's not night and day. Okay, people think they're special. It's not... You know, our DNA is like 99.9% similar to everybody, like all, all other people. It's, it's very hard to be like, I'm completely different to that guy. I can offer something different. Most of us as men can offer sex, financial security... A few good jokes, you know, some cuddly nights in. It's like, how, how much further can you go go from there? Oh, I'd give you the moon if I could, babe. Yeah, but you can't. Okay, there's like a lot of shit that guys promise that they can't do. I'll give you the world. So, again, you can't. Okay, so there's only like certain things that we can do that we can offer that we can put in place. So most men aren't that different. So that like final ten percent is basically the whole personality thing, etc. You know, all the other shit that comes with it. But that first 90% is getting, to, getting a woman to just know that you exist. It's the hardest part. Okay, and I said I was going to give you another example, but I'm going to give you two. Why do you think most romances or people who meet or relationships, whatever, or cheating, why do you think most of that occurs in an office? It's because those two people have access to each other. That guy probably wouldn't approach that woman on the street. If He would only approach her if he was drunk in a club. She would not pay that guy any time of day if he was just a random guy in a, in a restaurant, in a bar, whatnot. She might not find him that attractive, okay? But forced, I say forced, it's not forced labor, but it's her nine-to-five job. She has to be there, right? So semi-forced to be in this environment... 261 days of the year, that's roughly how much we work, she's around that guy 261 days of the year, she's going to at some point get to know him better than she would in any other environment, okay? She's receptionist sat here, he's on a desk over there, they talk to each other three, four times a day, she hears what he's saying in the office, she sees that he's doing well in the office, he gets a promotion, whatnot... She's seeing all of that. She's getting a front row ticket to this guy's life. Okay, she's seeing, okay, he's a winner. Actually, I quite like him. I didn't find him attractive to begin with. But given time, he's grown on me. I like his personality. He gets a haircut on the Monday. Oh, he actually looks pretty good today. I'm starting to become attracted to him. It's that repeat access. Okay, it's like gyms and offices. It just seems to be the two places that people meet most. Kids at school, okay, parents always have an affair with another parent because... It's access. It's who you're around the most. You know, at work, people always say, work wife. That's my work husband. That's my work wife. Like, you build, I think it's the correct word, but you build almost like an affinity with these people because you're around them so much. You build up that comfort. You might spend more time with the receptionist at work or your colleagues that next to you at work or your boss than you actually do with your wife. Or your girlfriend, or you know, another family member. You might spend more time with them, which leaves a lasting impression, right? And that comes from almost an accidental version of life setup. Okay, so that's the accidental version of life setup. You're within that person's company often, and this is all going to come full circle, and that's where the lesson's going to begin. But you need this prior understanding in order to put the puzzle pieces together and have it click in a more sufficient manner, okay, or efficient manner, should I say? But that was the uh, accidental example. Now we've got an example of purposeful life setup on a smaller scale, the one that I promised you earlier. Well, I'm sure you guys have seen these women on Instagram that get professional photos taken of them. 
okay? How do you think these girls are funding that photo shoot? Well, it's always a guy who decided to become a top-level photographer, bought the camera, whatever, went to school, moved to L.A. He hits up these women or they hit up him. Oh, you know, take some photos of me for the day. I mean, she might pay him, okay, number one. She might also do something else. She might also just go on a date. It might not be anything impressive, but she might also do something else. If he charges like 1200 for free, like 1000 2000 pounds for photos, okay? They're high-level 4K photos. They make her look amazing. She lands modeling jobs. She ends up getting a top-level boyfriend off the back of those photos. If you're putting women in LA above doing that, you know, you're probably way off because they will. And it's not just LA. Women around the world would do that. They would sleep with a guy to get high-level photos, to use for a portfolio, to get a modeling career or an acting career, etc. Or in order to get noticed by a top-level guy or a top-level social media page that would then share her photos to increase, you know, her following and you know, it would domino effect from there, right? But the guy, he purposely selected that career because he knows that that's an option. He could have gone into wildlife photography. He could have gone into furniture, feng shui, you know, nature, whatever. The reason he's gone into photography with beautiful females or just women in general, but it seems to be beautiful females. There's a lot of guys out there doing this, especially on uh, Instagram if you take a little look. Well, the reason they're doing that is to get access to these women. It's, I said to you at the start, I'll explain situational situational attraction is your best friend. Not every guy is Travel Bum. Travel Bum's a fucking genius. He's a god. He's one of the best pickup artists I've ever seen in my life. Not every guy wants to do that for multiple reasons. It could be, on the one hand, you don't have the confidence, you don't truly believe in yourself yet. Or it could be my kind of viewpoint on the other side. I don't like that demographic. I've heard Dan Bilzerian talk about this a few times as well. I don't like approaching a woman because then immediately that, not a full-blown relationship, but that individual simplistic relationship, however it may evolve, then begins with her being on the pedestal. I approached her. I approached her first. You know, I wanted her. I chased her. That might, that might swing round during a relationship, during the simplistic relationship, like I said, during just the nature of the steps of how it goes. It could just be casual sex. That might, the tables may turn, but it's very likely that she's going to believe she's above you. I don't like that dynamic. I love it when a woman notices me, comes up to me, messages me, or, like I said, it's an organic situational approach. Now, the reason I explain the pickup thing is because I believe the situational approach that I deploy, which is more so the marathon mindset, which I've explained to you guys before, which is also on this channel, which you can watch, is it's a non, it's a it's a PUA, it's a non-PUA alternative. So for the guys who don't like that option for either of the choices that I just gave you, whether it's mine or the other one, that is something that you can deploy. Okay, more situational. Where perfect example. When I go to the gym, I do hip thrusts sometimes in order to build up my glutes. I think it's a fantastic exercise. I have this foam padding that I put on the bar so it doesn't dig into my hips. If you don't use it, it's, you know, it's torturous. It hurts a lot. Sometimes I'm in the gym, and I didn't buy this for this purpose, but this is almost an accidental one that I stumbled across that I now use purposely, if I'm being honest, as I always am, guys. And 
if I'm walking through the gym and I see a girl doing hip thrusts, okay, and she's using no padding and that bar is digging into into her hips, I'm like, I just unzip my bag and I'm like, hey, just use that, right? Is there a benefit in it for me? Yes, and I'll explain in a second. But number two, I'm, it's my marathon mindset. I just I just like being a good person, not not a nice guy, but just a decent person. You know, this will benefit her. This, like, here we go, use this. Oh, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Like, it hurts like crazy. You can't lift the amount that you actually want to lift. Like, I love the gym. That would annoy me. Use that. Just And then I'm like, just bring it back to me whenever. That's the key, okay? Bring it back to me whenever. I go and fuck off and do whatever I want to do. I go and, you know, work on whatever exercises I'm doing. I'm now in a situation where I've been nice to this woman. I've lent her something. It's obviously a nice gesture. She's now using that, but the entire time she's thinking, I've got to take it back to this guy. Okay, so once she's used it, she's somewhat reciprocation bias. She is somewhat in my debt. I have just offered a gesture. She might offer something in return, which is she will walk all the way over to where I am. And now she has to come and speak to me. So immediately I'm on the, I'm on the front foot here because she's entering my private space. This is my area. I'm training. I'm getting on my life. She's got something of mine, which I've lent her. She's coming back to me. It creates a semi power dynamic. Okay. No, it's, it's not something I really do. It's just like, like I said, a minor example that I've used in the past that is just a great example to use here. And it gives her an excuse or, you know, it, it gives an excuse for her to have to come into my life. I, I'm, I'm trying to phrase this so it's a benefit to me rather than her. But she then has to approach me. She has to start a conversation with me. I, if I then say anything and spark up a conversation, because I've been nice and I've offered this thing, you know, I've offered the gesture as a reciprocation, she's very likely to respond. Right? It's just a very simple thing like that. And it all comes from just having that tool, that foam padding, which is a, a, a minor version of life setup. Okay. Now that you understand that on multiple scales, it was quite hard for me to navigate through. I'm glad we got through that. But I tried to navigate minute scales, smaller scales, medium, large, and like high level, top level. We can go through some examples, okay, guys? Now, the first thing in terms of life setup, I believe, is just gym and making yourself better looking. Now, for people who are new on this channel that might sound insane, I've got multiple videos on here for looks maxing, leaning out your face, you know, bulking first, cutting, going for another body, you know, all this stuff. So it's worth going through the channel, watching all these things. I call it mini advantages. I just personally think if you're dressed well, you're handsome, you're in shape, you know, and I'm not talking Henry Cavill level handsome, but you're well groomed, you look decent, you're going to get female attention. Now, why I believe this is wildly important is because I don't want to be sat there all day on Tinder going through my phone. I don't want to be sat there all day or I don't want to be approaching women all day on the street and trying to use pickup and game and whatever. And oh, will this work? Well, this is, I don't need that. Too much mental stress. I've got shit to do here. I've got a lot of stuff that I'm fucking wrestling with right now business wise that is 100% of my fucking focus. I don't need to be thinking about approaching women. Do I text her two days after? This is high school shit. I, I don't have the time for that. I don't want to waste mental strength on that. The better I look, the more it benefits my life in a business sense, okay? As a byproduct of that, I have better access to women and it's very likely that they're going to approach me or come and talk to me, okay? Now, I'm not saying I'm some fucking stud, some... Lothario who's going to get all the women 
you know, I'm far from saying that. You guys who know the channel know I wouldn't, you know, go down that route. But it increases your chances. I think we can all agree on that, that even if your level is fives and sixes, fives and sixes are going to come to you. And then it makes it a lot easier, okay? Because what you're doing is you're making yourself rarer with each step up that ladder. Every time you get in the gym, every time you become better looking, every time you do orthotropics or sub-mental exercises or keep yourself well-groomed, which I can't speak about too much at the moment because I'm growing my beard out for you know a longer-term purpose. But every time you do something like that or get an early night, make yourself look good, wear new clothes, you're bumping yourself up that rarity ladder where you're singling yourself out as the outlier, so to speak. So when women come across you, they'll take notice. They'll want to get involved in your life. It might be as simple as being in the gym and they take their headphones out and you can spot that. It might be as simple as they walk past you on the street and as you're coming towards them, they stop and they pretend they've got to use their phone or something. You know, there's, there's these subtle little cues that women do that if you pick up on, you can get a very you know, good success rate. At that moment, she might want you to approach her which, you know, goes against what I said, but you're not wasting a lot of time there because she's done that on purpose so that you would approach. And by you getting in shape and looking better has created that opportunity. Do you see what I mean, guys? That's a form of life setup that has made your life a lot easier in terms of or by way of attracting women. I just keep watching the time. This camera will shut off. I'll have to restart it. Um, the second one, some guy said to me the other day, it's going to be quite a long video actually, some guy said to me the other day, and it's, it's really encouraged me to make this video, but he said, hey, but Chris, if I'm a millionaire, and it's, look, fantastic question, I'm so glad he asked it, but he said, if I'm a millionaire and I have all this shit, how am I supposed to let a woman know that? Am I supposed to run up to her and be like, hey, I'm a millionaire, I've accomplished this, I've got all this money, I've got a Lamborghini at home? Agreed fantastic now you're thinking like me this is why i say external attraction is all we have internal attraction comes later down the line you could be the funniest most articulate man in the world you don't have the time to be able to get that across and also it comes across as weird what are you going to do like i've used this example multiple times before but you're going to run up to a woman that you like and be like, hey, my name's Chris, I'm 29 years old, I've accomplished this. Oh, in my past life, you know, I got, not past life, but younger life, this happened to me and I got over it. And that means I'm strong and resilient, you know, and I've really pushed forward in this area of my life. I'm doing this. Plus, she's going to be like, this guy's a fucking lunatic. Oh, do you want to hear my best joke? I've got three, let's go. You're going to look like a psychopath, okay? So there's no, re there's no way to possibly convince this woman to like you via things like personality, etc. And it stems from life setup. So I'm, you know, I'm using millionaire because this is what this guy's quoted. But this is why it's so important to have things like nice assets. So when people say, oh, it's a materialistic world, I don't want women to just like me for my money. I don't want them to just like, and like me for the things that I have. It's very beneficial to actually have these assets because that's how you display social value as such. You know, if you show up in a nice car, it doesn't have to be like a Ferrari Lamborghini, but if you show up in a nice car, it's cleaned, you know, it's clean inside and outside was going to have a much greater effect than if you showed up with something that had two alloys missing on the sides was from 1998 and there's like smoke coming out the back and it stalls every time you try and pull off like she's gonna she's gonna perceive you on a different level okay that's a very that's another form of life setup and we're still just delving into this i'm going to really break into the layers in a minute but to answer that guy's question and probably a lot of other guys out there you don't necessarily you don't necessarily have to get rich or 
get great assets and stuff like that in order to go up to people and then show off. It's almost the complete opposite. You just build a great life. And they, like they say, if you build it, they will come. Okay, and then that ties in with something that I'm going to link to later, which is online duality, which is probably a massive weapon in this modern era. And I think every guy should really delve into using that. But we link back to situational stuff, okay? So it's not like I'm going to show up in my Lamborghini, I'm going to drive up and down the road until I see a woman, and then she's going to find me attractive. It's just... I love my life. I'm getting on with my life. I've achieved some level of success. I've achieved some level of physical prowess, if you would, in the gym. I've improved my life in multiple areas. I'm just going to get on with my life. And what will happen, marathon mindset, is you will eventually come across multiple situations where you will see women. So it might be a receptionist. It might be a girl who's a personal trainer at your gym. It might be in a restaurant that you like. You've popped into three times in the last month. You keep seeing the same woman, okay? If you're... people, Here's the funny thing about this, okay? This will tie a lot together. A lot of guys say to me, isn't that a great way to end up in the friend zone? One thing to, ta- one thing to bear in mind before I complete this next paragraph or such is you do not end up in the friend zone if you're a high-level guy. It's just women, will they will always be there available for you. They're just waiting for you to give the go-ahead, the green light, if you would. Okay, so you only end up in the friend zone if you were meant to be there to begin with. Okay, so it's, the friend zone is very much an, it's an excuse that women use to not offend you. And then they just become your friends because they're like, oh, fuck, I hung around with him too much. That's all it is. If you're high level enough, you just do not end up in the friend zone. Okay, but with my marathon mindset, let's use the girl who's a personal trainer at the gym. It's very situational, okay, like I said. So you might see her, you find her attractive, just get on with your life. Do your gym session. She's nice seeing you, great, she thinks you're attractive. You go home, whatever. You come in the next day, same thing, next day, same thing. On the fourth day, she might want to grab a plate that you're using. So she comes over, excuse can I borrow this? Yeah, of course you can, go ahead. Mini interaction, she, knows, she now knows that you're polite, she's spoken to you slightly, she's slightly more familiar with you, she's seen you four days in a row. The next day you come in, she's at the front desk. You smile, you say morning, you move on, okay? Now you're building up this kind of familiarity with one another. You've spoken semi-twice. It almost creates a bridge, let's say a justifiable bridge for sparking up a conversation in which she would then think was justifiably appropriate. That's probably the correct term to use here. Because if you go up to a woman in the street and you're like, hey, what's your name? Can I take you out for a date? It's a struggle. It really is. It's always a struggle. It doesn't matter how good looking you are or whatever. It's always a struggle. Defenses are up. I've got to test this guy and whatnot. After a certain period of time, i.e. working in an office together, it becomes very easy. You know, it becomes very easy because that woman's around you all the time. She's built up that attraction, sometimes without you even knowing. She's, you've done something at work, she's found it wildly attractive. You've worn something, she, again, finds it wildly attractive. You haven't known that. She then kind of emits a certain energy or aura towards you, and you start getting that vibe. Oh, I think she likes me. I think she wants to fuck me. It's very easy to get, you know, you go for lunch. She's like, I want to come with you. You know, I'll go with you. Like, you start thinking, oh, okay, something's happening here. Well, it's the same with that marathon mindset, is eventually you can feel it. Like she goes out of her way to say morning to you. You know, as she sees you and she comes over, she starts having a chat with you. And if you've been a decent person up to now, if you've been, like I said, polite, normal, she just thinks, oh, decent guy, you know, whatnot. 
you know, your actions have spoken for yourself around the gym, you look good, you work hard, whatnot. Like, these sort of things, they pay off because it builds up the character. Like, she's now learning more about you. She's seeing you all the time, right? And that shit eventually pays off. And you put yourself in a scenario where when the correct situation ties into your life setup, bang, there's the trigger. Let me use a great example, okay? Your car is parked in the gym car park. You've been semi-talking to this girl for like two weeks, okay? Three weeks at the gym. You've gotten to know each other a little bit. You've had short one-minute, two-minute conversations. The perfect time arises where you're both walking to your car at the same point. Or she's out on her phone talking to her current boyfriend and having an argument. I know it's very specific when these things happen. She's outside having an argument with her current boyfriend. You walk out, give her a little smile, whatever, hand raised, because she's on the phone, obviously can't talk to her. You move on, you take that on the chin. Guess what you're walking towards? You're walking towards your 60k car and you look good. Guys, some, that's it. That's that life setup. That's all it takes sometimes. That's all it's going to fucking take. If you then went and got on your fucking bicycle and started cycling away, you know, it's, it's shit to say, but that attraction is going to diminish somewhat. If you then go and get, but if you walk over to your nice fancy car, could be 25k, she could be 19, she's wildly impressed by that. Well, then suddenly, guys, that opens the door more than anything you'd ever imagine. Oh, I don't want women to like me for my car. It's just easier. It's like I said, it's mini advantages. Why not? And you're not doing it to attract the woman. It's a life setup because it's a car that you like, but it just it just displays your kind of worth. That's what it is. It's what you've got to get your head around that, guys. The majority of this world isn't just all loved up Disney fairy tale shit. A lot of it is what can benefit me the most: the selfish gene. You know how can how can I find somebody that's on a level that I need to benefit my life? We're, we're, we're all doing this all the time. Like men, we're beauty seekers. We're beauty diggers. We go after the most beautiful woman. If we find somebody more beautiful than our current girl, we do, you know, we stray a little. We, we entertain the idea. We might masturbate over that girl. We might act on it. Who knows, right? Guys, entertain that idea. And by her just seeing you in that situational circumstance might be enough for when you come in the next day and she's had that wild argument with her boyfriend, they might split up, exchange numbers. She comes over, you know, the vibe's different. The vibe's different. I've had the opposite. When I was really young, I think I was like 19, and I I I had a real shit car, okay? Like a really shit car. And I came out of this club, I was sober, I didn't drink back then, I was really focused on my football. And, um... (laughs) There was this like really attractive girl just kind of stood there in the cold. She was absolutely fucking freezing. And she was like looking around. It almost looked like she was looking for help. And I just walked over. I was like, do you want to have my coat? Right? I obviously know. I'm not a moron. I'd never lie to you guys. I obviously know that that gesture is an act of kindness which could lead to something beneficial for myself, i.e. sex or something like that. I'm not a moron, but that's not my main intention. My main intention, 90%, is this woman's absolutely freezing you know, I almost feel like as the only sober one around here, it's my duty to kind of do something and help. So I said that and she was like, oh, can you take me home? Can you give me a lift? I was like, well, fuck, this is really easy, but I'm going to take it. Boys, I'm going to take this girl home. And it was her friend as well. We we're going back to this house, right? Her friend was way uglier than her. This will become relevant in a minute. I'm not just some arsehole that's going to point that out for no reason. But we went and walked to my car. She's all over me. And by the time we got to the car, once she saw it, she was off me again. She was like, is that your car? I was like, yeah. She was like, oh, good. It's close by. She didn't mean that. She meant, oh, you know, I, I wanted to figure out whether that was your shit car or not. She's made a verdict. She sat 
next to me in the car and her friend sat in the back, right? Okay. By the time we got to the house, I was like, I got a little bit desperate. I was 19 back then. I was a little bit more of a simp. I didn't understand the game. And I kind of said to her, I was like, can I get your number? She was like, oh no, I've got a boyfriend, but she really likes you. She binned me off. She passed me off to her friend. She friend zoned me, you know, which is the excuse for saying, no, I don't like you. And she passed me off to her uglier friend. You know, I didn't understand the game there. It was a little bit rude. You know, I didn't understand what was going on. But, you know, at that moment, I learned, okay, life setup is important. And she wasn't necessarily like a gold digger of some kind. It's just it, it turns them off. It just turns women off, okay? And uh, that is why things like life setup are so important. I'm not talking about just having like a really nice car. I'm not talking about just being rich and having nice assets, like I said. Like this is just the the thinnest layer of what I can explain. And then I'm going to peel back the layers so that the understanding becomes better, okay? The next one is enjoyment and entertainment. So it could be something like a cool house. I've written down here, owns a, owns a club, owns a boat. House with great views and lighting. Girls will hit you up for pictures, right? These are all examples. Now, I'm just throwing these out at the top of my head when I wrote this down. But it's enjoyment and entertainment. What do people like to do? People like to party. People like to meet up with friends. People like to go to house parties, right? You don't have to spend a shit ton of money to have a really nice terrace balcony with a nice view. And I knew a friend of a friend. That's always a reliable source, isn't it? But a friend of a friend had a house in... Belgium, I think it was in Brussels, and it was like an apartment with a beautiful view and a balcony of the, I want to say the train station, okay, I think that's what he said, but he said the train station is beautiful there, I'm not sure if it is, people from Belgium, back me up there, let me know, but apparently had a beautiful view, it was stunning, every time he brought girls back, they were like, oh my god, and they'd have sex with him straight away, they thought he was loaded, like he had some amazing penthouse apartment, but it wasn't that expensive, right? I bet there's other apartments that were more expensive, but again, life setup, that is the one that is more beneficial. I bet there's apartments that are more expensive that don't look half as good as that. You know, it's the same in London. You go and buy a house in somewhere like Knightsbridge, it could be like a box, okay? You can go and buy one in like Hackney, which is considered a much rougher area, but it could be like two, three floors for the same price with a rooftop terrace. Okay, so now in that scenario... You invite friends round, they bring friends. Okay, you're in a scenario where you've now got 15 people at your house, seven of which are women that have been invited. You don't know them. They get to know you. Whose house is this? It's just your house. Oh, this is really nice. How do you afford a nice place like this? It now gets your foot in the door. And that's come from life setup. And like I said, it's not necessarily... And I've, always, I've been a big promoter of this, the minimalist lifestyle. I hate people who have got... Well, I don't hate them. That's a bit extreme. But I dislike people or go against their verdicts who say, I want a house with 20 bedrooms. I want a mansion. I want that massive, you know, on cribs when it used to be like, this house has got 42 bedrooms and 18 bathrooms. I used to be like, you only need probably two of those maximum, you know, to live properly and have guests come around and whatnot. Sometimes it's more beneficial to pick the place that has the best facilities if you would you know i explained in another video that dan bilzerian said his dad was very rich and had the house but he didn't have the toys dan would rather have a house that was maybe less expensive than his dad's i know he may, maybe hasn't gone down that route but he would have a house that's less expensive but it has more fun is in a much better location it's in the center of the city rather than on the outskirts when there's just older women and you know new newlyweds and whatnot who who you know naturally you've got 
it's tougher to get access to these women, okay? You want to be around single women in the heart of the city, close to some, you know, decent clubs or whatnot. Not too close, obviously, the noise. But if you're in an environment like that, then, like, it's just the probability is going to go up. You're going to be in a region where there's better-looking women who are of the correct age. Like, if you grew up somewhere where there's an aging population, you've probably slept with less women than somebody who's grown up in, like, New York, London, you know, somewhere where it's more youthful, somewhere like Dubai, maybe, at the moment. Like, if you live in Dubai and you're in your 20s, you probably slept with more than 20, 30 women, right? It'd probably be quite hard not to, with everything that's going on there at the moment, how crazy it is. If you've been on a lad's holiday, you've probably slept with more women than the average person, right? It's just, you're putting yourself in an environment where those things are on the cards. There's women there. They want a certain thing. They're there for a certain purpose. It sets it up. Now, I'm not saying to go on a lad's holiday, but you're getting the gist of this, right, guys? In terms of, like, entertainment and enjoyment, sometimes, like, when you're growing up, who was the kid that slept with the most girls? The kid that had the most house parties. It always was. He, like, ended up becoming popular, sleeping with the most girls. I had a friend called Cal. Good-looking guy, on top of that. Good game with women and stuff like that. But he hosted a house party at least like once every two, three weeks. And he'd invite all the hottest girls around. And then he'd invite, you know, like the most popular guys. And he'd always sleep with one of the girls. He'd always be having a relationship with one of those girls because it was his house. All that girl has to do is go, hey, cow, have you got any wine? Yeah, it's downstairs. Come with me. You've got that girl alone for like two, three minutes, okay? Now you're talking to her. Now you're pouring out the glass of wine. There we go. And you're having a quick chat with her. Until somebody comes in that room and cock blocks you, you're making a great impression on that girl. Right? It's just little things like that. It's life set up. But then you go to an adult scale, which could still be a house party, but it's not your mum and dad's house. Now it's your house. Now it's, uh, you know, like I said, I, I said Hackney earlier. Somewhere like Hackney, £2,500 a month, you could probably get like a, a lower level penthouse, but with beautiful views of the city, and you can host a house party, right? You can invite friends round, and they can invite their friends. I'll bring whoever you want. Before you know where you are, you've got access to five new women. You've got their numbers, whatnot, like... And then you've got the situational scale, where eventually people find out about what you've got people tell other people you get into certain scenarios where somebody's asking about your life and you're like oh yeah i've got a lovely house in so and so oh where is it and then you show them oh you know now they're interested like certain things just pop up and it's just an it's, it's almost an aggregation of marginal gains kind of game where each point as in like a, i'm using women as points here but each point has like a connecting dot so like you you have one party and that stems to like five different people, like five different women that you become friends with. They then bring their friends in the future or you become friends with their friends. You know, there's a guy there that you got, you know, friendly with. Um, he's a business owner. He owns his own fashion brand. He invites you to a party. Like all these little things then add up. And if you're a decent person and step by step, you're planting these seeds, all these different events you're going to, each party that you host, each friends that you're getting introduced to, you know, every time you're at your work office and you go to the, let's say it's a, a joint office where there's multiple companies in one area, every time you see somebody in like the kitchen, you have a good chat with them. What you're doing is you're planting all these seeds. You're kind of validating yourself because that's what these women want to do. You never forget sex is more dangerous for women. 
Okay, they can get pregnant. There's a risk to it. They need to validate you first. That is why I'm such a fan of the marathon mindset, where over time you're planting these seeds. People are going, I like him. He's a high-level guy. Or, prime example, right? I like him. He's polite. He's well-mannered. He helped me with that thing. And then he moved on. He didn't want anything from it. Then they peel back the layers. Maybe they search for you online, which is where I get into online duality, okay? Or maybe they just hear about you from someone else or they ask about you and somebody tells them something like, oh, have you seen his house? It's really nice. Oh, we went there. Do you see what I mean, guys? Like all of it is connecting dots. And now I'm going to bridge over to, like I said, online duality because I did just mention it, right? But online duality, we live in a world now where it's social first. Like even in a business sense, people go on social channels before they go on the internet now to search for your company. When most people go on the internet, the first thing that they do is, uh, you know... Straight away, they go onto a social channel, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, whatever it might be. It used to be Google. They used to search the news, the weather, whatnot. It's now social channels first, and you can get everything you need from those channels. It's the same with dating. Like, I personally think TikTok, Instagram, you know, platforms like this, they're more powerful dating websites than Tinder, Bumble, you know, all these things that are actual dating websites dedicated to dating. The reason being, you can learn a lot more about somebody based on their profile. You know how employers will look at your LinkedIn profile? Or women will look at your social profiles now a lot. This is why, like I use Instagram for business purposes, okay? But at the same time, guys, I'm not a moron. I know that when I post a a video of me with my top off doing fucking pec deck and squeezing in... Women are going to like it. Women are going to find that. Some of them are going to jump in your DMs. Some of them are just going to drop a hey. Some of them are going to drop a like and hope that you notice them and message them first. You know, that's what they're doing. They're fishing. They haven't got the confidence to make the first move. This has happened to me multiple times in the last year, okay? And it's not showing off. You're just getting on with your life and doing your normal thing, but you're you're putting it out to the world. And it's, it's, we've almost got to a point now in terms of life setup where online duality, like your online presence, is as important, if not more important, than who you are in real life. Now, it doesn't mean fake it, but what I'm saying is if you do accomplish something, people need to know. Now, let's revert back to the point the guy said earlier, if I'm a millionaire, how does anybody know? A very efficient way to do it now is on social media. And I, like, I don't know how you feel about that. I'm not buzzing about that idea at all. I've adopted it a little bit more. But I think this is a component of the Darwinian male concept that I explained to you guys before, is in my ebook, etc. as well, where the Darwinian, the Darwinian male concept is what used to be praised is now expected. A guy having a car 10, 15 years ago was amazing. Now it's like, you don't have a car? What's wrong with you? A guy having a six-pack 20 years ago was unheard of. Now it's like, come on, get in shape. What's the matter with you? right? And I'm not saying all women like six-packs. There's just some quick examples that I could use off the top of my head, okay, guys? So don't jump at me in the comments there. Um, But it's the same concept, okay? How does anybody know that I'm a millionaire? Well, how does anybody know that you're in shape? How does anybody know that you've got your own business? How does anybody know what your personality's like? How do women know that I'm articulate? Well, I post a video on my socials and then I've had this real story. I've had girls jump in the DMs and be like, you're really good at talking. I watched one of your full videos the other day. I can't believe how confident you are on camera. That's got nothing to do with money, right? It might, you know, there might be something in the back of her brain, which tend to, I've validated this guy because I believe he's successful enough. You know, he's in shape enough, blah, blah, blah. 
But then the one thing that she finds impressive is, God, I like the way he speaks. He's very articulate. That was like a 40, 50 minute video. The guy didn't stop once and I was engaged. That's somebody I could have a deep conversation with. He's way more intelligent than I first thought he was. You know, let's, I'm not blowing my own trumpet there. We could be talking about anybody. I'm just using that as an example, okay? Just making blase assumptions off the back of that. It could be any one of those reasons. But that's the kind of vibe that you get. That's the kind of that it will go down, okay, guys? Like, that's how it works. And that's why online duality, your online personality, is wildly important. Anytime you accomplish something, anytime you're doing something of worth in your life, try and vlog it. That doesn't mean walking around with a camera and being like, I just helped this old lady across the road. Everyone look at me, I'm a good guy. I'm just saying, if you land a big deal, fucking tell people about it. You know, people always say in this area, oh, keep, keep your money to yourself. Keep your accomplishments to yourself. Let your success do the talking. Yeah, right, that can work in a sense because then you can drive up in your nice car, you can pull up outside a beautiful building, you go in, oh, obviously he lives here. Do you know what I mean? There's, there's elements like that. Or you go out for a nice meal, you get out a water cash, you pay for it. There's elements. But social media is so easy because it's, it's a universal approach. It's a global approach. It reach, you can reach... Like, I'm all about efficiency. That's why I don't sit there on Tinder swiping. I get in shape. I try and make myself look better. Then women can come to me. It's the same with online duality. If you can display your life, not all of it, but to some extent, the highlights, the best bits, it just makes your life easier. It just gives you, like I said before, a mini advantage. These women now come to you. You've got sex because somebody jumped in your DMs because you posted two videos last week, which not showed off your life, but just... narrated your life documented your life like I'm not showing off I'm just showing you what I do on a daily basis from that as a byproduct I'm getting it's female attention I I just think it's smart business I just think that's an efficient way to get what you wanted anyway right if like guys want girls anyway why do it the old-fashioned way I just think there's so many more efficient ways to do that now via good life setup okay so let's move on to the next point So we've talked about photographers. Another step on a photographer might be to have your own studio. Okay, you've got your own studio. Then women have to come to your address. They're in your environment. They're immediately on the back foot. You're taking photos of them. You're getting to know them. They might come back another time, you know, or you see them out. You start talking to them. Oh, I know that guy. They follow you on socials. This is one of the keys, right, guys? If you're a photographer, you're working with these women. They then follow you. They then have a front row seat to all of your exploits. So if you post a picture of you with your new girl and she's hot, then that girl starts thinking he's high value. She wants to, you know, maybe replace that woman. If you do a body transformation and you post it, she gets a front row seat to see that taking place. Right? This, like I said, it's 90% of it is getting these girls to know that you exist and then building some sort of bridge between you two that you have to have some level of association. So if she sees you in a club, she's going to come over and say hi. This is probably 90% of the game. This is why famous guys get laid so much because these girls believe that they know them because they've watched their interviews and their videos and whatever and they've built up a trust and a they've built up a, what would you call it a, a familiarity or a, a liking that's the key word here they've built up a liking for this individual in their own head this guy doesn't know this woman exists but this woman knows the guy exists she knows a little bit about him. She believes she's built up a good enough portfolio of personality, if, if you would, and she believes she likes him. So that when these celebrities see these women in public, these women just jump all over them. These women have got no reason to say no because they've already pre-validated these guys 
from somewhat online duality, whether it be in a film, whether it be lyrics in a song. You know, you're putting content out there. You're putting media out there of some format. It doesn't matter what it is. I just think it really pays in the modern era to 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 document your life to some extent because it, it furthers your reach and it shortens that PUA shit where you don't have to do two, three weeks of dating. You're already validated. She likes you. She's noticed you. It makes your life a lot easier, okay? Now, another example of this is Dan Bilzerian with his Ignite Girls. Whatever you think of Dan Bilzerian, and he's like one of the originators of Life Setup, okay? He's, he's actually a smart guy. And whatever you think of him and how he made his money, he's very good at Life Setup. You've got to think about this, right, guys? He's built the Ignite brand, and he's got a situation where he's hired these Ignite girls to kind of like act like Playboy girls, okay? To like sponsor the brand, wear bikinis and whatever. It's a publicity thing, but these girls get paid off the back of it. In order to get employed by Dan to do that role, you have to be one of the hottest girls. That's the criteria. So once a month, he hosts fucking all these girls at his house. They all come over. It's like an audition. They all come over to his house or whatever location. I assume it's his house, right? Probably busloads of them all turn up. He's got all these beautiful women there and they're vying for his validation. They want Dan to pick them to get signed up for Ignite because they know that it's going to further their career. It's profitable for them. And they might, you know, meet higher level guys through Dan. They might be at his parties and whatnot. You know, it's obviously furthered a lot of girls' careers. So he's maybe got like two, three, four, five hundred girls showing up, probably probably way more, every single month to the house or DMing him trying to be an Ignite girl. All these girls coming to him, they're very likely going to try and sleep with him to get the job. With that, without that sleazy aspect being in there, he's going to be talking to these girls. He's going to be showing them around the house. Like, all of them are going to be interested, right? Or at least a vast majority of them are going to be interested. And he's got his pick of the hottest ones. And if he wants to sleep with one, he could probably just be like, okay, you, 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 and you, now work for Ignite. You come to the house. Like, by the, once you've spent enough time with these people, with these women, they start to like you. I've told you guys before, I don't think the concept of the one is real. Oh, she's the one. A lot of the time, it's just have you spent enough time with that individual to build up some sort of connection. And that's why I say 90% of getting these women is just knowing that you exist. Because once they know you exist and once you're a part of their life, whether it's the tiniest part ever, which it could just be saying hello to each other in the morning, oh, I kind of know this guy, that alone is a major step to moving forwards. Right, and then if you don't thirst after one individual, and you make her, you, you don't make her the main focus of your life, and you're just planting seeds on a daily basis whilst getting on with your own life, eventually what happens is those seeds grow, and you're just harvesting crop after crop after crop on a daily basis. It becomes very easy. She likes you. 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 She's chasing you. She likes you, and it's all come about from conversations that you had with these girls two years ago. You did like. The amount of girls I've had in my life where I'm, her friend will be like, oh, she really likes you. I'm like, fuck. Like, we've been friends for like six months. I had no idea. We've been friends for a year, two years. I had no idea. Oh, she's liked you for ages. She's just too scared to tell you. I had no idea. You kind of do. But that's, you know, that's there as an option. Anytime you want to just pluck that out and use that. And then because she likes you, her friend now likes you. Or she like thinks you're hot. Which means that another friend of a friend, which is a bit more distant, hears about you. And now she likes you. 
oh, other loads of girls like this guy. He must be high value. It draws in more. It's like a it's like a catalyst effect. Once you do it once with the life setup, it builds this like honeycomb, if you would, and it all bonds together. Okay, guys. Now the next one could be something like a holiday home, and I I per I personally think. Or taking lots of holidays. I personally think this is one of the easiest forms of life setup, okay? It's like, let's say you earn 3000 per month from your own business. Nothing to write home about. Nothing incredible. But you take holidays five, six, let's say six times per year. Because you're free. You've got the time to do it. If you're posting about that or people are hearing about that and it's a rainy Monday, some hot girl's going to be sat there on a rainy Monday in an office getting hit on by all these guys and she's going to be checking your profile. She's going to have a quick look. Or she's going to hear about you. Oh, he's always on holiday. Who is this guy? How is he always on holiday? Why has he got such a good life? I want to be on holiday. I need a tan. All it takes is that and you to ask her, well, come with me next time then. Yeah, sure. Like, it would be as simple as that. She'd have very few reasons to say no. Oh, what? A hol- like, you've got your own holiday home, whatever. It doesn't have to be expensive. It could be like 150k. Some of these places, Spain is cheap as fuck, right? But she knows she's got that booked. She's got that holiday. You know, you just like just cover the price of flights or you pay if you want to be gangster about it. But you just like just cover the price of your flight. That's fine. Just come with me. And you go out there, you spend a week together. If you don't have sex after a week, you know, something's gone wrong. Okay, you're spending all that time together for the the fact that she's going to come with you is a game changer. It could even be a holiday home within the same country so that she feels a little bit more comfortable. And then obviously the costs are included because you've got a home like a holiday home somewhere separate in the Cotswolds or something nice. You've posted some pictures and she messages you, I've always wanted to go there, looks beautiful. You know, or just looks beautiful. Yeah, it does, come with me next time. When you're free. It's as easy as that and it can set you up, okay? And I'm like, I'm not saying to do these individual things, guys. I'm just saying that life setup comes in many formats. I've written many down. You might have your own ideas. That one might not appeal to you. That might not resonate with you. But once you build up that picture of how you can do this in multiple different ways, on different scales, in different mannerisms, it becomes very easy for you to then execute on that in your own life, okay? So just build up that picture and portfolio. This is why it's one of my most important videos. In short, it just really pays to have a cool life, okay? Like, if, if we're going to think about this on a real small scale, you just, what did girls at 18 love? The UK is different to America, but at 18, any guys from the UK, what did you have to do to sleep with women? We all know the answer. All you had to do was have a car, right? Because then all the girls your age who hadn't passed their test yet, you know, or I guess it's acceptable at 18 to date a 17-year-old, maybe even a 16-year-old. I, right, I assume it's been a few years, but I assume we all did that, I think. Um, but I guess you tried to date women your age, right? But it was never that bad to date the girl in the year below. But if you had a car and she couldn't drive yet, it was a massive win, wasn't it? Like she thought, oh, he's got a car. He can take me places. That's cool. It, it improves my life. It's the selfish gene. His life setup is better than mine. I want to be a part of it. That's what a lot of it is, okay? Just by having that car, you we all gained like, yeah, car could be shit, but just having a car alone and the ability to be able to go places, it increased your social value as such at that age by like 70, 80%. It increased your access to women massively. Like the amount of girls who used to, Maybe they'd even use you for this, but it was worth taking the risk at 19 in order to get sex, right? Are you doing lifts tonight? Can you come pick me up? What are you going to do at 19? You know, she's wearing like short, tight dress. She's in the club. You're like, yeah, sure, I'll come pick you up. There's a chance there that something could happen. The only reason, this is, and this is the point you need to understand, guys. The rest of it is just fluff. I'm just, narr- I'm just narrating. I'm story saying. 
But the only point you've got to understand here is the fact that you had that car granted you access to be able to to get that phone call from her so that you could say, yes, I'll come and pick you up. So now you're spending time with that woman for maybe the hour that you drive home and whatever else comes out of that, where she then gets to know you, starts to like you, builds a familiarity with you and trust, which is wildly important for women because of the ability to get pregnant thing, which stemmed from you buying a car, which was only done so that you could get a job. Okay, you went and bought that car so that you could get a, a different job, maybe a delivery job or whatever. You pass your test, you get a delivery job. Then with that money, you bought a car because you wanted to, you know, drive to the gym or something or it gained better access to your life. You just thought, oh, I actually need a car. By doing that and adding that to your life setup, a girl that you knew then called you and said, oh, I know a guy that drives. He'll come and pick me up. Do you see the dots connecting here, guys? And then you do it on an adult scale. And it usually comes from like cool life, fun toys, you know, being in shape, your freedom as in like, are you at work all day, stressed out, 18 hours a day, that's not too appealing, is this guy on holiday once every month, like, wow, that's appealing, I want to go with him, I could do with a holiday, I'm always stressed out, I don't have a tan, right, it's these small little things, like, if you've got a cool interest in life and other people are talking about you, it, it really helps, okay? And I'm not, like, there's a lot of guys on here who are introverted. There's a lot of guys on here that have the lone wolf kind of mentality. I I kind of more resonate with that one because I prefer that one more. I don't like being, like, some show-off type of person. It doesn't really resonate with me. In the future, I'm going to have nice stuff. But the the effect still works. You're having nice stuff for yourself, and like by nice stuff, I'm not saying it has to be like a baller watch that's worth like two million and a gold Lamborghini. That's for a select few individuals that love that lifestyle. Yours could be on a smaller scale. It's more humble, but it's still going to impress. Okay, if you're a guy with a with a two bedroom house and your mortgage is like fifty percent paid off, and you've got a dog, and you go out and walk your dog, and you like you bump into a woman who's got. Her ambition levels aren't that high. She's like a 6 out of 10. But she's you know, still really, really pretty woman. She's nice. You get on with her. Great personality. Those women are still fantastic, right? You're walking your dog and she's like, oh my God, I love your dog. Your dog's so cute. That's another form of life set up, by the way, a dog. You then start talking to each other. And she says, oh yeah, do you live around here? Yeah, I've got my own place down there. Right? That alone, the fact that you've got a dog, you might look good. You might be well-dressed on that day. You, you've kept yourself in shape. These things all play in your favor. She's asked a question because of your dog. You've told her that you've got your own place. You know, maybe on the next chat that you meet with each other, she starts saying, oh, I want to get my own mortgage. How did you get yours? These are all what we call in selling, buying questions. She's doing that to find out more about you. Like She's not really trying to get a mortgage. She's peeling back the layers, okay, to find out like little things about you. That's what she's doing. When she starts peeling back those layers, she's like, oh, this guy's, you know, this guy's really nice. All it takes is like, you know, we'll come and see the place, see what you think. And now she's back at your place. You know, she's like, oh, I really want to buy a two-bedroom house. I just don't know what to buy. Could you help me? She'll say stuff like that. Could you help me, you know, maybe pick a place? But like, we'll come back, see mine, see what you think, and then you'll know what's in the re- like that price range. But it's as simple as that, right? And it's, that comes from the life setup. It's like guys who have pulled a girl in a club and they take her back to like their mum's house, you know, or 
you pull a girl and she's like, okay, where are we going to? And you're like, uh, uh, should we rent a hotel quick? Or should we like, you know, you're, you're trying to figure something out. You ring your mate. You're like, can I bring a girl back to your place? Once you've got your own place, it's like my place. Let's go. Like that is a form of life setup. It just makes your life easier. Okay. All these components add up together. Uh, now the next one I'm going to move on to is, you know, in the music industry, when somebody like a, a Drake collaborates with a girl that he finds attractive. Like you think, oh, he's collaborating with her. That's a great song. You know, then he goes and has a relationship with Rihanna or he's sleeping with this other, like Georgia Smith, he was sleeping with her, right? That's what you do. You just go and collaborate with somebody you want to sleep with. All these guys are doing it. Oh, let's collaborate on a song together. Let's work on a project. You're with each other for 12 hours per day over like five days and you eventually master the song. Oh, let me take you out for dinner to celebrate. It leads to other things, okay? You, Business and work are sometimes your best friends in attracting women. Now, you've got to use them as leverage. And I know it sounds very sleazy and crafty, but they work so well because you can not fake it, but you can kind of, like I said, with the artist thing, they're collaborating. Like how many relationships have happened from movie stars that have worked on a movie together? Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. You know, they got together because of Mr. and Mrs. Smith. That film, right? This happens all the time. I think it was um, this Shia LaBeouf and Megan Fox get together when they did that film for a while. It's just like every fucking time two people spend time together on a project and they collaborate, they get together. That's due to life setup. That person has to be within your company. They get to know you. Oh, he's actually really nice. I'm starting to find him handsome. Like It's the same thing I spoke about earlier. Okay, And that's why, and I'll repeat it again, 90% of attracting women is just getting them to know that you exist and then finding a reason for them to have to somewhat be in your life or for you two to have to spend some level of time together. It just makes everything fucking easier. And if you can do that via situational circumstances, so it's organic, not forced, like, hey, do you want to go on a date? Her first question is like, why? Like, why do you want to date me? What's your purpose? Like, defenses are up. But when it's situational, like, we're going to have to be, you know, oh, you go into the same place I am. Let's say... There was a girl when I was younger. We went to the same college. I had to drive past her house to get to college. She was really attractive. I was like, do you want to lift? Done. Situational. Her defenses are down because she's like, well, yeah, it makes sense. Now we're getting to know each other. We're in the car each day talking. And everyone's like, how would you pull that off? She's like the hottest girl. It was just situational. It was just smart. I just saw the route. Oh, I'll pick you up. I'll take you there. I'll drop you off. It's the same. I'm not wasting any more money. I'm paying the same amount of fuel. I just saw an opportunity and went, hey, it makes sense, doesn't it? What's she going to say? No, I'd rather catch, catch the bus. Like, yeah, life setup. It worked in my favor, okay, guys? There's so many areas like this that you can use. You look at the guy from Gymshark as well. And gyms are something I want to do this with. I want to build my own gyms in, like... I want to build, like, one exclusive gym for just celebrities, personalities, blue tick people, basically. Charge, like, a £500,000 per month membership, and it's exclusive. It's got his own security underground parking so that paparazzi can't get you and it's just for like fucking superstars and celebrities sports athletes whatever it's got the best facilities so that i can meet these people they've got to contact me to get a membership so i can build up these relationships i can use them for the streaming platform by saying hey do you want to feature in this role you know can i get you in here can we collaborate on this project should we do like a video should we do some marketing have you ever thought about acting you know, you're meeting these actors and you start talking about potential product projects and stuff. And also you're going to meet beautiful women doing that. I've always thought it was a great idea just to build that exclusive gym and then just market it to all the celebrities. Just build one in like LA, one in New York, one in London or something like that. 
I just I just think that would work really really well. But it's the same as like Ben Francis from um, Gymshark. Every girl that he dates is a fitness girl that has worked for Gymshark, or who's done a photo shoot, or is modelled for them. He dates them, right? He's even said before he's got a condition. I can't remember what it is. It might be autism. I can't remember. It might be a mild form of it. But he said he's not confident in talking to women. He's very socially awkward. Or his business has given him that opportunity to then speak to these women that usually would be well out of his comfort zone and out of his league. But now that he's this billionaire owner of Gymshark, he's hiring them to do certain jobs. He's spending time with them. They get to know him. They start dating. Right? It's a common trend. I've used so many examples which have all led back to the same shit. This is what life setup's all about, guys, okay? Like I said, why do people always meet in offices, you know? Um... You know, the hottest girls, I wrote down earlier, the hottest girls aren't on Tinder. Right? These hot girls don't need to be. Like, guys are on these dating apps, I'm thinking they're going to find the one, meet some beautiful woman. Their beauty is their life setup. They just have to be out. As long as they're outside the house, life setup is working for them. That's how it works for these women. So they don't need to be in these places that you are. That's why when guys go on Tinder, they're like, all I find is fat girls or ugly girls liking me. Yeah, because the girls that you actually want, they're out in these places trying to meet these guys that have also put themselves in a good position for life setup. Works in the same way, okay? These girls are spotting these guys. These guys that are hosting events and stuff like that or parties and whatever and they're inviting these girls to these events. They know that there's going to be high-level men there. That's where they're spending their time, right? And it's, it's something that I really want to do as well. It's like with the streaming platform, I want to do first-man premieres for each movie, high-budget documentaries maybe, but more like movies and whatever and series and probably just the movies, like do premieres. And then at these premieres, you just have a guest list of like a thousand people. And I'll be very fucking clever with my guest list. Let's not be stupid here, guys. I'm not going to invite some like 70-year-old movie reviewer. That might help for a couple of views, whatnot. I'm going to invite like a small portion, like 10% of the audience, just like girls with blue ticks, you know, beautiful women. You know, send one out to a modeling agency. Do you want to send five representatives? You know, here's five free tickets to a premiere. Oh, five of the beautiful women show up. You know, or one of them. It, it, it doesn't matter. You just got to put those fucking things out there, guys. That's literally what you've got to do. And then, you know, it might even be a friend of a friend or you invite somebody famous and they bring their friend who's super hot. Like, you just don't know what fucking comes of it, right? Or you're doing an interview and the girl who's interviewing you, who's the presenter, who works for a certain magazine, she turns out to be a fucking 9 out of 10. And she's like, wow, this is your company. You've started this. What a great event. You know, you end up getting her number. It's little things like that, like the GQ event. If you, like, look at the GQ event. It's just turned into a fashion show for women. That's all it is now. Women are there. It's probably been done by the shareholders as a way to, of life setup. Okay? A lot of this shit is just sneaky. A lot of these guys, like I said, own lingerie brands. They own something like an Ignite, like a Playboy, or they have shares in it, so they get invited to these parties. They then show up. They get to know these people. It's like, how do you think that these like top-level women or these beautiful women always end up meeting, oh, this guy was the CEO of Snapchat and all that shit? It's like because they invited them to the party. They were at the same event. Like, they go to these events. Oh, we got an event tonight. It's a blah, blah, blah. It's a Victoria's Secret c- collaboration social media party like something strange right it's a collaboration with snapchat we've organized that i'm sure there's some guys at snapchat that have organized like a victoria's secret promo or something like that or collab and they're just like okay i'm gonna show up looking my best looking the bollocks three months out i'm gonna be doing intense gym work 
Of course. We all used to do this shit at school. We used to do, like, fucking... Before you go on a date, like, you're wearing, like, a short sleeve t-shirt. There's guys doing sit-ups and press-ups. Right? When you were, like, 17, 18, that's the sort of shit that you used to do, right? It becomes... this. It's the same, but on an adult scale as you get older. And, like, being seen is, like, 90% of this shit, Okay. I've covered everything there, guys. I went through all of it, but I hope, like, my voice is fucked, okay? We're over an hour into this now. If you've stayed this long, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. But that just gives you some examples of life setup. And like I said, all of those might have been nonsense to you. You might get to the end of this video and be like, this guy's a prick. This guy's a sleazy prick, right? But what I'm, I'm not saying that I'm going to do all of those. I'm not saying that, like, everybody finds their own way to do it. We all do it in some capacity. We just don't realize we're doing it. Some people go... Some people do it accidentally, some people do it purposely. It's much better if you do it purposely because that life setup, you know, is then, is planned. So once you plan things out, you usually get better results. You do something accidentally, turn it into a plan. Turn it into a deliberate thing. Double down on it if you, if you get good results from it. Okay, guys? All of this shit works. A lot of it is just life setup. Like online duality, having cool assets, getting yourself in shape and making yourself look better than usual having enjoyable assets that are entertainment based so not just some house in the country which nobody can even get to because it's a fucking 10 hour drive and nobody lives near and the access is poor but like if you have a penthouse in the middle of the city and it's got a massive terrace balcony where you can fit 25 people on you know and inside the house it's like an open indoor party type of thing you fit another 30 and you host a little party and people are inviting different people whatnot. And that ends up being at least like four girls there that are over a six. But you're probably going to be speaking to them at some point. Once they realize you own the property, if you then look good on top of that and you're dressed well, well, suddenly you become, what is the most important thing in the book, an option. You become viable. You've been validated. That just gives you that access. That's 90% of it fucking done. The remaining 10 is just situational. You know, you just wait for the right moment to be like, actually, I'm doing that. If you want to come with me, I'll show you the ropes. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. Another great example. I don't know why I just thought this, but you know, in 8 Mile, when, weird example, but Eminem's friend sleeps with Britney Murphy because she wants to start her music career. She's trying to record. She's a singer. And he's like, hey, I, I got access to the studio time. Come with me. You know, I do a little bit of, uh, I think he was doing producing or something, like he knew his way around it. I'll, I'll do all the producing for you while you sing. Let's work on something together. He found his angle. He found his angle. And now spend enough time together. She starts to like you. Those emotions start to kick in. All it takes is you move a little bit closer to pick something up off the desk and you're within like 20 centimeters meters of one another. And then something happens. Like, we've all seen this, guys. We've all seen it, like, take off. Or it's just, like, you go to grab something and you're very close to that individual. Like, you just, right, you just don't know. A lot of it is situational. Maybe that's a bit too movie-like. But the first bit is true. And just being in that region. And then it only takes one person to have the bollocks to be like, I really like you, actually. And then it sparks off. That's it. Right? And a lot of it, like I said, it's just life setup. It's just giving yourself the most advantages increasing your probability via the most avenues possible and increasing your supply chain like it's this women is a sales funnel right if your sales funnel is this big if it's tiny and your opening is tiny you've got to build your life setup so it becomes like that and now you're filtering them through one by one one by one one by one it's just a relentless pouring of women okay and that comes from all the things that i spoke about there 
And that's like a non-PUA alternative that I believe a lot more men will get more benefit from. It's something that I do. It's something that gets better over time because it's exponential. The more seeds you plant, the better it becomes. The better you become as a man, the better your life becomes. So, you know, it's more of a main focus of improving yourself. But then as a byproduct, you get more women, you know, and things get better off the back of that. And when you get more women, you get more women. It was in an Akon song ages ago. I think he said something like something about, I realized being with you is attracting more women. He said something along the lines of that. I can't remember the exact quote, but like a being with you is attracting more attention from women. Right. That sort of thing kicks in too. I remember when I was young, I took three different girls to the same restaurant. I made a lot of mistakes when I was young. Or is that really a mistake? No, it's good fun. I took three different girls and the girl behind the, what would you call it? The girl behind the bar, right? She noticed that. Like every time I came in with someone new, she was like double taking and giving like a weird look. By the third one, she smiled and she like looked at the floor. Like as to say, I want to know what this guy is all about. So I went in there the next day. I went and got her number. I took her out on a date. You know, sometimes being seen by with women by other women is the greatest thing that you can do. Again, that's a form of life setup. So why do you think somebody like Dan Bilzerian keeps like 10 women around him all the time? It's an image that he's portraying so that it validates him for other women. Now, you don't have to do that. Not everyone has to walk around Hugh Hefner Playboy Mansion. But when I just give you examples like that, I then expect you to run with it. I then expect you to go, because I, I don't know your life. I don't know who you are. I don't know your, you know, kind of your brain type, your personality type. I don't know what you do for a living, how you could leverage that. But then go and grab like other areas of your life, connect the dots, put it together and go, yeah, that's a great avenue. Why have I not done that? Just use your advantages, guys. Some guys are tall, they use that. Some guys are born into money, they use that. Some guys are really intelligent, they use that. Just use what you have, okay, guys? Just use what you have as leverage. It's very easy. And worst case scenario, if you can't sleep with women, get rich, buy a strip club. <laughs> if you want to grab our Men's Lifestyle Supplement Male Advantage ebook or my personal workout and diet plan, all links are in the bio.